This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Thursday morning, the 26th of January, 2023. I'm looking outside the window. There's snow coming down. The rooftops are covered with white. And it's snowing again today. Finally, winter has shown up in the Midwest. Hope you're nice and warm and toasty wherever you might be in this great country of ours. I know I am. Thanks for joining us this morning on the Affirm America podcast, where it's nice and warm and toasty. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. And these are your top five headlines for this Thursday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Meta to restore Donald Trump's social media accounts with new guardrails. From NBC News, former President Donald Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts are being reinstated, the social media giant Meta announced Wednesday. Nick Clegg, president of Global Affairs at Meta, which owns Facebook and Instagram, said Trump's accounts will be reinstated, quote, in the coming weeks, end quote, and come with quote, new guardrails in place to deter repeat offenses, end quote. Those guardrails will include, quote, heightened penalties for repeat offenses, penalties which will apply to other public figures whose accounts are reinstated from the suspensions related to civil unrest under our updated protocol, end quote. In the event that Mr. Trump posts further violating content, the content will be removed and he will be suspended for between one month and two years, depending on the severity of the violation, Clegg said on the company's website. All right, well, it looks like uh, the social media giant Facebook and Meta haven't really learned. They're still continuing to censor speech. They're the thought police, so they determine what's considered civil unrest and what's considered appropriate conversation on social media. So you have Antifa and all the radical leftists, they're able to speak freely and not be censored. But then when the Republicans or the conservatives like Donald Trump speak out their mind, then they're censored and kicked off the platform. So this is why Truth Social and Getter became popular platforms, alternatives to the Googles of the world and the Facebooks of the world and the Instagrams. And uh, I hope that the subcommittees, Jim Jordan gets into the censorship issue, and we can see uh, they're talking about breaking up Google's advertising platform. We talked about that yesterday, and it's an important discussion. I mean, these are our First Amendment rights. Social media is very, very influential, dictates our culture and our conversations, our national conversations. This is something that needs to be understood, and we need to get Big tech out of being the thought police and determining what's factual and what's considered, in their minds, appropriate for their social media platform. All right, headline number four. Oversight Committee continues investigation into Hunter Biden's art dealings. From ABC News, House Republicans renewed their investigation Wednesday into the art dealings of Hunter Biden, 
pushing for details on who is purchasing his work as part of the party's long-promised probe into President Joe Biden and his family. Representative James Comer, new chairman of the House Oversight Committee, asked for a transcribed interview with George Burgess, the art dealer who has been showcasing Hunter Biden's work in New York and Los Angeles galleries since 2021. He requested communications between the gallery and the White House, citing Republican concerns that the younger Biden is trading on his father's name. The Oversight Committee, who's buying Hunter Biden's art? Representative James Comer is calling on George Burgess to provide information about Hunter's secret art sales. Americans need answers and transparency. From the Hill, Burgess said in 2021 that Hunter Biden's paintings could sell for $75,000 to $500,000. Well, well, well. I mean, I've seen some of Hunter Biden's artwork. It's not the most artistic pieces of art. And uh, to get $75,000 to $500,000 for a piece of art is very, very um, concerning, very, very uh, eyebrow-raising, should I say. Is this uh, a way to get influence, a way to buy off special favors from the President of the United States through purchasing art from Hunter Biden? As we know and we've read in all the Hunter laptop stories that there's been a lot of influence peddling going on in the Biden family in China and Ukraine and around the world. So it's not a surprise that it's happening here. And I think uh, it's probably a good idea. I think uh, James Comer in the uh, committee ought to dig in and find out what's going on, see who's being compromised. Let's see what's uh, being influence peddled here and find out if it is breaking the laws, if it's uh, inappropriate then uh, take some action to shut it down and make sure that uh, this isn't creating a national security problem for our country. All right, headline number three. Mayor Eric Adams complained sanctuary cities must take the brunt of illegal immigrants. Julio Rojas, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, Democrat, once again took to the airways to say Democratic cities who declared themselves to be in a sanctuary for illegal immigrants are being stretched thin due to the large number of people crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. New York City has had to open a fifth shelter for recent arrivals from the southern border, which is in addition to using hotels and homeless shelters to house people coming from Latin America and even parts of Asia. From the RNC Research... Democrat New York Mayor Eric Adams says it's unfair for big cities to carry the weight of illegal immigration and Biden's open borders, something border communities have dealt with every single day since Biden took office. Well, Mayor Eric uh, Adams, I think you need to talk to your your boss there, uh, Joe Biden, and your Democratic Party, because you are a Democrat, by the way, and see if uh, you can't uh, knock some sense into those guys over there that... Uh, We've been screaming about the open borders and the invasion of our southern border for the past two years. And there's just been a blind eye turned to it. Kamala Harris is the czar. She's done absolutely zip zero. Incompetent vice president. Joe Biden is out to lunch. Finally went down and visited uh, a few weeks ago just to do a photo op. Did absolutely nothing. Everything was 
glossed over his trip. Didn't really get to see what's really happening behind the curtain. So if you if you're complaining about it, uh, you know you're living in an, in a uh, sanctuary city, New York City. That's what you get. And uh, if you're going to complain, don't complain to us. Don't re- don't complain to the Republicans. Go talk to your party leaders. See if they can fix the problem. All right, headline number two. Eric Swalwell complains about being removed from committee assignment. From the town hall, Representative Eric Swalwell, Democrat from California, complained on Wednesday to reporters a day after Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, removed him and Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat from California, from the House Intelligence Committee, saying McCarthy will regret making the decision. McCarthy made it clear that due to shifts in Swalwell's past behavior, they are not qualified to sit on such a high-ranking committee. Greg Price, Swalwell, McCarthy will regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. Let's listen to Eric Swalwell in his own words. Even though we have said publicly these smears are bringing death threats, he continues to do it, which makes us believe that there's an intent behind it. But we will not be quiet. We're not going away. I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. But at the end of the day, our mission now is to restore the credibility and integrity of this institution of which the Speaker has so gravely, so gravely smashed and destroyed. Well, there's an old saying, what goes around comes around. I mean, here's a a guy that's complaining about what their party had done for the last two years, especially with the January 6th committee, the big scam clown show where Nancy Pelosi didn't allow for the Republicans to have their own selections be present on the January 6th committee. And so the old saying, hey, what goes around comes around. It's just payoff for you. I mean, for uh, for you, uh, Mr. Swalwell, you're uh, already been compromised. I mean, the fact that you slept with uh, Fang Fang the Chinese spy should have uh, had you kicked off during the Democrat reign, especially on the Intel Committee. I mean, you don't really have too much to complain about. You might want to just uh, kind of fade away and go do your thing in silence because you're certainly not qualified to be sitting on the Intelligence Committee. And as far as Adam Schiff goes, he was on TikTok today complaining about being kicked off, which shows you that uh, this guy should never be on the Intel Committee because TikTok is a data-gathering social media platform for the uh, CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. So both of these fools, these I hate to you know use uh, foul language, but they really are. They're not very smart, and they really don't deserve to be on a very important Intelligence Committee chair. So there you go. Swalwell complaining. And Adam Schiff, not on any intel committees, per Kevin McCarthy. All right, headline number one. The DOJ announces first indictments of vandalism, intimidation for acts of terrorism against pregnancy centers. Spencer Brown, the U.S. Department of Justice, announced two indictments by a federal grand jury on Tuesday in case where pregnancy resource centers were targeted with vandalism, intimidation, and interference months after pro-abortion vandals targeted pro-life organizations across the country after a draft of the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision leaked. The Justice Department explained that the indictment alleges the defendants violated the FACE, Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, 
act by using threats of force to intimidate and interfere with the employees of a reproductive health services facility in Winter Haven because those employees were providing or seeking to provide reproductive health services and by intentionally damaging and destroying the facility's property. According to DOJ, each defendant would face a maximum of 12 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and fines of up to $350,000 if convicted. Well, this is a big uh, turn of events for the DOJ, the fact that they're actually going after a pregnancy center that is there to help support the ladies that don't want to go through an abortion, to be a supportive group, to give counseling, and to help with the care of the children that are born to single parents or, in the case of uh, rape or incest. It's uh, pretty surprising that the DOJ would actually uh, change the tune and go after them, and uh, that's a good sea change that we see happening within the DOJ. DOJ has been very much biased on the left side for most of the last two years since Merrick Garland came into office, and maybe with the Congress being uh, flipped to the Republican side, maybe there is a shift in the momentum as a result of the power shifts in D.C. We'll have to wait and see how things play out. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Thursday, the 25th of January, 2023. We'll be off for about a week. We're heading out of town to uh, some conferences down in Phoenix and a little vacation time. So we'll see you back in February. We'll start picking up some podcasts for you in the next month. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. God bless you, and we'll see you in about a week or so. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.